bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass bitch, 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 bitch. I'm a boss ass. Employ these niggas, they be grown men, but that little boy these niggas Went the cookie so I got a chips ahoy these niggas But I never iPhone Android these niggas Use rubbers with them, I don't ever roar these niggas More money than them, I'ma son all these niggas I ain't shopping but it's like I gotta store these niggas Put them on timeout and never call these niggas Pussy like girls, damn is my pussy gay? It's a holiday, play with my pussy day Pussy this, pussy that, pussy taken Whoa, whoa, I'm a boss ass bitch Bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Y'all know that voice. Yeah, so. Who's that girl? Na 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 Who's that girl? Na 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 He's that girl. Erica. Na 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 na. Mona. I'm back in this bitch. Erica. Na 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 na. Mona. Come on, come on. Come on, uh, come on. You, you, okay, no bad. I thought it was a clappy applause. <laughs> Why'd you expose me? You knew that's what I was trying to do. But I'm like, okay. But we went with this. This is live production. Hey, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As I say, give me my awards, my props. What is it that your flower? My flower. Come on, like Jocelyn said. <laughs> it's time you give me your flowers, Wendy. Uh, anyway, guys, wow. Hey. I haven't heard my voice on a mic in a minute. Uh, are you tearing up? No, I'm actually just sweating. I ain't tearing up. Oh. Well, should I be tearing up? I thought it was a, a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, I are you tearing up? Oh, having me back. Oh, good job! You know what? You you held it down. I'm so proud of Thanks, you. Thanks, P.O.P. You, 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 right guest, you know it was no. I wasn't like, damn, she's slacking. Like, oh damn, like let me hurry up and come back real quick. But Thanks. good job, good partner, very responsible. Thanks. But y'all, yeah, I'm a mama now. Wow, that deserves another hip Yeah, so for those of you who did not know, see, that's why you guys need to follow our social media pages, okay? Let's give them our handles again. So my personal social media page is Erica Mona, E-R-I-K-A-M-O-N-A-A. Oh, and I'm at DM I'm fine at D-A-M underscore I'm fine. So, yes. Um, so, I was pregnant, obviously. And then I had a baby, which is what. So, when we're even doing the podcast, all this time I was pregnant. You know what I'm yes. saying? But, like, I took, how long was the break? Like, a six-week break? Uh-huh. Um, you know, to heal and bond with my little one. So, I have a little boy. Yeah, I can't believe it. He's so cute. But, yeah, I have a little boy. And now I'm a mama G, I, like, Add that to my credentials, mama. You can put it in your and my bio. titles in my bio, right? Mama. Okay. I'm a mommy first. As people just number mommy first. I'm a mom I'm a mother first. <laughs> okay. This is our mom correspondent on the podcast. All right, mama. right. Now I could relate and understand yeah. when some mothers say so, certain things. Yeah. So I'd be like, they, as a mom. Yeah, and when they be like, Oh, I don't play by my kids, bitch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> As a mom, okay? But yeah, that is the update. Um, I am a mom. And just thank you guys for just tuning in and just listening to us and, you know, being loyal listeners, okay? Loyalty goes a long way. 
thanks guys for being here yeah and we just you know gonna keep going keep going and just keep listening listening to us and keep going through our life events because this is really like a podcast and we really live a life yeah within this podcast i don't want to say outside of it but like within the podcast we are living a life in its authenticity yes all right, Dami. So, how do we like to start? Well, Erica, it's been that long. It has been that long. Because we like to start with hot topics. Ooh, I miss that. I miss hearing that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's 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 get for real. So, you know that we like to start with like with the sad things going on in the world, and this is global news. And this is like all the, like the horror, the, the sad thing going on with Palestine and Israel. And on social media, you see just the bombing of, you know, um, Palestinians. It is Palestinians. Right? Mm-hmm. It is Palestinians. The bombing of Palestinians, of their family, of children, of their houses, of their mosque, of basically where they stay, for what reason. So I did some research just to start from, like, the little beginning. It's a whole timeline. So in 1920, France and England, they both colonized um, the region of Syria. So basically, Syria was um, it, it split into countries. So it split into Palestine, Lebanon, Jordan, and Syria. So Syria mm-hmm. was like a grand country, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So they split, and they were colonized by both France and England. So you know the uh, World War Two happened, the Holocaust Holocaust happened, the Jews were split. The Jewish community in the world wanted Palestine to be the place for its state, which is now Israel. So um, the migrated um, Palestine into groups to establish the state of what is known as Israel now. They had approximately one-third of Palestine leaving the West Bank. They had enough land to create their own state, Israel. So and I, you know, I didn't realize how Jews, like, there's there's a lot of them. Like, they're a major, mm. I guess they're like a group, too. Because even though when you um, yeah. fill out forms, sometimes they put Jew, yeah. like, as, what, an ethnicity, I yeah, believe? Yeah, I, I never really, feel, I used to be confused about that as a kid. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. They're, it's more than a religion. It's like a religion and it's, an ethnicity. Exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. this is their identity. So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, I'm just, it's not like, oh, I'm a Christian or I'm a Muslim. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm Jewish yeah. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... Syria and Egypt fought to get um, Palestine back in a six-day war. They lost. Fast forward, um, you know, there was no Palestine anymore. So Palestinians, they were pushed to live in Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, and Egypt as refugees. In the 1990s, um, a terrorist group was created, um, and it was also just to continue to push Palestinians out. So now this war, this conflict is still going on. Mm-hmm. To 20, 2021, the conflict flares up every once in a while. And the terrorist group, um, they provoke Israel and the Palestinians, and they just keep on killing Palestinian um, civilians without any, you know, bef- first of all, people, you know, I used to think maybe it was a religious thing, mm-hmm. but they said it's actually ethnic cleansing. Wow. Yeah, so it's not a religious thing. It's not like, oh, because you're Muslim or you're a Christian, whatever. They're bombing all Palestinians, whether you're a Christian, whether you're Muslim, wow. you're Jewish, whatever. You're a Palestinian, we're bombing you. So there are videos of them, you know, Palestinians are trying to get out of the country, but they are um, blocking them from getting out. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're throwing bricks at their cars. People are getting into accidents. So this is just like war on land right we don't want palestinians to be in our country that's really this, this that's really it's what is genocide yeah really what is and it is right and it's like the fact that genocide is really going on in 2021 you know when you hear about genocide it's like you read it it's like the like history a, in old, the textbooks. Uh, 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 old 
tactic. Exactly. But it's like, no, this is literally happened. And, you know, on Twitter, I saw the post with a lady saying that she had her kids and her whole family sleep in the same room just in case, you know, their house were bombed so that no so that they will all die together. So no so that no one will mourn, you know, the passing of each other. Yeah, I mean at that point you gotta uh, start having those type of Yeah. Like we are let's just die together, G. And I saw another video of kids just literally just playing. I think you posted it. Of um just playing They were trying to be YouTubers. Yeah. And, and then they, you should just the fear in their faces when they heard that bomb. Like, I can't imagine because even living in Chicago, when I hear fireworks or gunshots, I'm shook. So I can't imagine like hearing bombs and feeling bombs and all of that. And I know for me, it just feels like we've been screaming free Palestine for as long mm-hmm. as I have been socially conscious. Um, right. And, you know, I think a lot of people like me don't fully understand the origin of the conflict or what the conflict is. But I will say, um, as as the great Malcolm X said, an injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, well, I don't think that was Malcolm X, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we get, we, we get you it. You know what I'm Yeah, saying? literally. Yeah, and I, that's just it. I just think that we should support them. Yeah. And use the tools we have today. Because... We never know if that one repost is one thing, the one celebrity that catches wind will change the lives of generations of people. It's like, I don't even know what can, you know, despite, um, who to donate to. Yeah, besides, you know, there are all of those organizations, they're all on social media where to donate to, whatever. But, like, how much is the donation going to help we solve the root issue, right? The donation is going to help with, okay, maybe getting refugees and, get, you know, creating a refugee camp and getting a Red Cross and, you know, things that they need. But the root issue, how does one fix the root issue? Like, I guess this is where United Nations need to come together. You yeah, know what I mean? Is, this does seem like a United Nations. Yeah, this is where, like, the countries come mm-hmm. together and say, okay, what are you guys doing? And what is the solution? And are they going to create another country for Palestinians to go to? Is I, that like where? Because I'm thinking, where else are they going to push them to? I don't know. I think a lot of these answers be the same answers, but it just is like, you know, because it's the same fight in a lot of different countries. It's yeah. the same fight in, you know, the North Korea, South Korea beef. It's the same right. fight. Shit, it's the same fight with being black in America of, mm-hmm. like, you're finding ways to eradicate us, you're finding ways to push us out. But it's like, okay, but what are you going to do with us, though? Like, if you really, if the option was honestly given, where would you put us? Yeah. What would you do? Yeah. Um, Our prayers, as always, go out to everyone in Palestine and, you know, freedom. Yeah, pretty much. Next on the list, this is another global news um, so this is about Nigeria. So this specific actor, he's called Babai Jasha. Um, if you're into Nollywood films, he's a comedian. You know, he's well known. He's been acting like for years. Like mm. he's a, you know, he's a seasoned actor, not a fresh actor. So basically, he was captured. He was arrested for molesting a 14 year old girl. Mm. Mind you, Babai Jasha, I'm sure he's like in his 50s. Okay, like he's an older man. And it was a family friend's daughter. Um, adopted daughter that he did molest. Um, and the family friend is a fellow actor as well. So they're both actors. So her name is Princess. She's an actress as well in the Nollywood, you know, industry. And they're very close friends. And I guess she said that um, she noticed changes in the girl. 
So she put like CCTV camera in, in the house. So I guess she's been suspecting that he's been doing something to her. And um, she lured him into the house. So she went out and um, I guess she was watching the camera and she saw him touch her, like lick her fingers and things of that nature, you know, rubbing on her body. Oh my God. And then he went to the kitchen where there are no cameras. So when he went to the kitchen, that's when she hurried up and came before he started to legit molest her. So the the news out there is that, you know, he's molested her. I don't know if it's that since the age of seven. That's what I yeah, heard. Yeah. yeah, that he's molested her since the age of seven. Um, and now, you know, everyone is coming together. Like, you know, they are, they're arresting him. But so much going on in Nigeria, like with the strike. And there's some strike going on in Nigeria. So yeah. they don't know. I think they're going to release him. So it's not like he's going to be, you know, convicted of anything. We don't know that yet. We know how the Nigerian government is. But this is it's just there's this uproar between, you know, the actors, actresses saying that, no, it's a lie. You know, that there's no evidence. People are blaming her, saying that, why would you... Um, put cameras in the house and wait till something happens. So, like, they're saying that she's trying to blackmail him. And it's like... Sometimes it's like, you damned if you do, you damned if, if you, you don't. Because it's like, she couldn't have just made that blanket accusation that she feels that he is molesting the girl. Okay. Because nobody would have believed her. It would have been like, how you just going to claim What's somebody? the evidence? Yeah. What do you have? And now that she has it, now people are saying like, oh, wow, you really did all that to get some evidence? And none of the blame is going on to the person that is the actual molester. Nope. Um, it's just, a, it's a terrible culture of molestation. It is. And then, you know, there's a video of him, you know, when like they, you know, with him being caught and his hands are tied and then, you know, he's on the floor. He's just begging. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, to me, I didn't see true remorse. For me, it's just like, I'm sorry that I was caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, please, you know, don't, you know, put me out. Don't disgrace he's me. He's scared of the shame. And being caught, but he don't care about that, what that's he That's really it. It's because for me, it's just like, you could see that if you weren't caught, or even if even like now that he's caught that, he would just do it in a more sneaky way. And it's like, who's like, how many other girls do we know that he's done this to? I just feel like child molestation is not taken seriously at all when it comes to teenage girls. It's not. And that's everywhere. Because it, make, it makes me think of like this whole T.I. and Tiny situation. Because I'm like... How the hell was Tiny just able to do verses all casually? Like, there's not an investigation about her and her husband recruiting underage girls. Like, right. like are we are just because they're 17, 16-year-old girls, is it like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter? Like, there's this false pretense to me um, that comes with, like, women being forced to grow up earlier or, like, being put deemed as, like, more responsible, more mature when it's like, no, they're still kids. Like, they're still kids. They still don't know better. They're still kids. So this idea that, like, because I'm a girl, I'm supposed to know better. I'm supposed to be able to protect myself, my body, know the things that turn you on, know the things that... They instantly blame the girls. Like It's like, okay, so she too, what was she looking for? She too, why did she allow him to touch her? Why didn't she say something when he first touched her? And this is like, that's just so complicated. God, who Only God knows what he said to her. As to why she didn't say anything, you know, because yeah. I guess um the mom was saying that you know her grade her, her grades went down like she just saw the changes mm-hmm. in her personality and everything, and I'm just upset with the back and forth between the people in the industry. They're blaming her, saying she's blackmailing, you know, not believing the story, and it's just like what is there not to believe? You know, when do the you, proof is there, right? Do you, I guess they want to see an actual video of him legit putting his dick in her. For them to be like, ah, okay, what he's doing is not good. That, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is that what you need? 
I don't know, but um, I'm happy that this happened. I'm happy that he was caught. So this will bring awareness within the industry because there's rumor that, you know, a lot of them do this. You mm. know, what I mean? this is not anything new. Um, so I hope this brings awareness in the industry and also the country of Nigeria. And, you know, hopefully some, you know, foundations are put in the spotlight and, you know, some actions is being done regarding ped- pedophilia because this it is pedophilia yeah it's pedophilia like that's just and that pedophilia is major in nigeria it's just it's just been normalized it's too normalized it's too, it's, yeah yeah it's too major like like it's nothing but that's it for the depressing news i mean depending on how you see this next topic it could be <laughs> depressing or for some people it's a come up um so this broke a little bit earlier but the dms are still open so bill and melinda gates um got a divorce after being together for 27 years um they put out a joint statement that says after a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship we have made the decision to end our marriage over the last 27 years we have raised three incredible children and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people to lead healthy productive lives we continue to share a belief in that mission and will continue our work together at the foundation, but no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life. Let's see if we we'll just break this thing down. Because first of all, he is 65 years old. Who gets a divorce at 65? What phase are they entering? But you know what? I guess you know that's what they say. You know, life. You know, it's different no, phases. You're right. Life is so, a journey. You know, so sixty five. He's like, you know, this is probably my retirement age. Like, just think about appearance, right? Because I try to encourage my my mom. Like, your life is not over. It's not over. You know, even though you're old, you're old now. No, I'm gonna say old, but you're Dude, older. Yeah, you, you casually <laughs> just said. But you know, you're older, but it does not mean your life is all over. Like, this is a different stage, and you can still live life to the fullest. So I guess to them, it's like, okay, I'm in my 60s. I want to live life to the fullest, and I want to be happy. And being married to you is not going to provide that. But 27 years, I'm like, is it that they really could not reconcile anything? I don't know, because it, it definitely just makes you really wonder about, um, like, the expectation of marriage at times mm-hmm. and this whole for better for worse because it's like mm-hmm. i don't know i'm really trying to imagine what what you know at that point especially at 27 years why you guys especially with the amount of money that they're playing with why couldn't they just like go the life partner route gee and they're 100 he, um he is worth 128.3 billion dollars hey 128 billion Billion. 128, not 1.28 billion. Billion. 128. 128.3 billion. 128.3 billion. So the point three is 300 million. I mean, am I not saying this thing? No, right? I'm saying like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like the money. No, he's, you know, he's one of the richest in the world. No, but I, I don't know why I didn't know the amount, the, the number of what made him rich. I knew he was in the Billy. I didn't know it was 100 and something Billy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different level of Billy. Yeah, he is so it's like even with that as you said why didn't they go through the life partnership route like you know what we don't even gotta live together but yeah, we just you gonna date raise who up. you date I date who I date but under obligation we still married like but you know I also think that is this is maybe it's been a long time coming because this cannot be something that just happened overnight. Like you know what, I'm done with you. Did the quarantine been, fuck up Melinda and Bill? Hell no! I think that she's 
I don't. I wonder who also started it too. Who filed for divorce? I mean, they put out a joint statement. A joint thing. So I feel like it was a. a I do feel thing. like it was mutual. Yeah, but I think obviously they've been unhappy for, for years. It had to be. I feel like for probably for at least a decade. A decade they've been unhappy. People really be in marriages like that. Uh, yeah, man. like they're unhappy and it's not serving me. And you know, Bill Gates be trying to save the world. He be trying to be the Superman of the he world. Sure do. I mean, uh, when you got that much money, you gotta turn into Batman. So. She, <laughs> <laughs> so she probably like you know what you're not even there for the family you know I I can't even enjoy you at this old age yeah, you know when true. the kids are gone it's like I'm no, still alone because when this COVID thing was going on he that's was facts. the one he was the spokesperson he was the one shoot is the Pfizer not a Bill Gates production uh, so but then it's just sad like damn at that age uh, go for I can't imagine that's what it really what it is like all jokes aside I can't imagine starting all over. Um, in terms of companionship. They should have hit up Will Smith and Jada for some advice or something. I don't think that they, when they heard Bad Marriage for Life, I don't think they felt motivated. <laughs> <laughs> that would have like, done That's it. not the route they're trying to go. Like, yeah, I'll pass on that. I want a bad marriage or can I just be single? Yeah. And you never know. They can still find partners for each other. and. But then I would always feel after. like now you got to date other billionaires. Because it's like, I'll just always feel like somebody's trying to use me now. Uh, Abby? Or, may, uh, you know, I guess, maybe not billionaires, but someone that is also wealthy. I mean, nowadays, sign contracts that print up, you cannot take my money from me. Let's just make each other happy. Jeff Bezos' ex-wife got to link up. They got to have a billionaire ex-wife Okay. Club. That's the show I want to see. Yeah. Hello? Let's stop all these real housewives. I'm trying to see money, money, money. Did you ever watch the Melania Matchmaker? I believe so. The one on, was it on Bravo? It was on Bravo. Mm-hmm. But there were small millionaires. It was just like two million. Exactly. It wasn't. Look at those same small millionaires. No, in the millionaire circle, that's small. I'm it's not in that circle. That's what I can say. But <laughs> I in <know>. the millionaire <laughs> circle, it's small. it's small. But yeah, we wish them the best. I wonder how the family feels. And then... The businesses. Because, uh, you know, a lot of it like is the, f- the foundation, corporation, all the things that they have together, all the organizations. Because it is the Bill, Bill and Melinda, Melinda Gates. You yeah, know I mean? and that's what I'm like. I just don't understand, like, at that point, you know, what's the divorce going to do? Because y'all still going to have to see each other. Y'all still have to work together. Y'all still exactly. It's just so much of your life that I feel like still has to be intertwined contractually. Y'all really could have just been like, you date who you want to date. I date who I want to date. Yeah. They're intertwined forever. Yeah. At that point, at 27 years, like, we talking about Kirk and Rashida. You know, that yeah. little ass. But, you know, maybe they're like, you know what? We want to really honor what marriage is and we don't want to, you know, date mm. people in our marriage or you know okay. why i'm married you know what i mean like true the, you know the true. oath and everything and what marriage is supposed to like be out. The sanctity exactly so maybe that's another thing but wow hey, yeah mm. well you know who don't respect the sanctity of marriage <laughs> jennifer lopez <laughs> at this point a couple of weeks back you guys i would like to say we said it first we kind of were early on the story of a-Rod and Jennifer Lopez being over. I feel like nobody was really giving that tea but us at mm-hmm. that time. And it I'm seemed sure like it. that they were trying to get back together and do a little therapy here and there. But all in all, they broke up. Right? And guess who Jennifer Lopez has been rekindling Tell us who. a little bit of love with? Who? None other than Ben Affleck. Wow. Benifer is back, guys. Batman. She's like, let me get with Batman. Benifer is back. So reportedly, here's the tea, y'all. The tea is 
um, J-Lo and Ben actually have been texting during this quarantine. They had rekindled a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Ben saw some vacation photos of her. I think pictures when she was in Puerto Rico with A-Rod. And he texted her like, yo, looking good. And I think that they kind of kept like a... Some would say a safe distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the relationship between A-Rod and J-Lo began to crumble, the relationship between Ben and J-Lo turned back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently they were spotted vacationing in the Maldives. Vacationing, vacationing? Yeah, like they were on a yacht. They were like, you know, yachting. I, I don't know. She be doing too much. She does too much. And at this point, at this point, it's like, that's what's keeping her. Are you policing the woman's body, Erica? I ain't policing shit, but she doing too much. At this point, you, she wants to be policed. Because it's like, you know, when we talk about, now when we talk about Jennifer Lopez, it's not about her music. It's not about a movie. It's not about some TV show she's in. Mm. It's about all her different her engagements. And it's just like, and, it, and it's not even like, oh, this is my relationship. It's engagement. Mm. That you say, yes, I see myself spend the rest of my life with I feel like that's a major thing. For you to say yes to a proposal, I mean, I think you would think a little bit, okay, okay, that's... I I think that as, you know, there's so many things that we chalk up to like they're rich enough to play like that. And I think this might be one of those things where they're rich enough to play like that, right? Like buying engagement rings is might be like buying a necklace. Some of these people spending more on a little chain than they are than they ever would with an on I mean and that's fine. Like y'all could just gift each other expensive jewelry, which but, I'm sure they do, but asking that question I think and- it's for fun. It's for shits and giggles. Like I think it just some people some people like the title of fiance because mm. to them it locks in the relationship yeah. a step above saying this is my girlfriend. Yeah. But they're really not ready to be like husband and wife. And then I just think about her kids too, because you know, with the, I, I was, I like her and A Rod because I feel like they fit, okay? Because they was Puerto Rican, and and they even look good together, even physically. They was Puerto Rican. I didn't even know. Is he Puerto Rican too? Yeah. I know he's Hispanic, but okay. But I said they look, they look okay. No, he, no, they look better compared I, to her and Mark Anthony. Nah, I thought her and Mark were cute. He just was short. He was scrawny, short. It wasn't physically appealing to my eyes. That's what I meant. You know when you look at a couple, you'd be like, oh, they're a hot couple. Oh, Mark scrawny. He is scrawny. He is, but it's funny that you called him scrawny. You know the time, remember the time there was a rumor that him and Jada were probably dating? Oh, yeah, because they was in, what, what was the show. Hawthorne? Uh-huh. Was it? Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Now um, that we know Jada, it's possible. Exactly. But I feel like, you know, they had kids around the same age, you know, and they've known each other for a long time. And I feel like their family intertwined. But now it's like, you, are you going to remove your kids from that? Them kids being removed. I don't think them kids give a damn. Look, that's the thing. They're probably just used to it, huh? They're used to it. I think that people underestimate how much children know their parents as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you be knowing your, you know what I mean? Like, even as, as me, there are certain traits and tendencies about my mom that I knew early. Like, I knew at 10 to 11 that, like, that's how my mom is. That's just my mama. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's something I know about her, and it's not my favorite thing about her, but I know it. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like, they know that their mom is a hot girl, you know? They just know that, like, one thing about my mom, she's not going to be lonely. She's not the mom that's, like, yeah. the single mom type. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she's back with, but I don't, I don't fancy him either. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck to me represents what I envision to be white male privilege. Mm. He's the poster child for that. Mm. Like him, Matt Damon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg, Brad mm. Pitt, George Clooney, and yeah. Tom Cruise. That's it. 
That's, that's white male privilege for me. I don't fancy him, but let's see. They may get engaged again. Maybe, they might. Maybe they're meant to be. Maybe you they'll make it. Maybe it was the wrong timing, and this is the perfect timing now. Okay. The nonsense. We'll roll with that. We'll see. We will roll with that. But you guys, <laughs> I am so excited because guess what, y'all? It's like. Nikki the ninja, Nikki the boss, Nikki the Barbie. Like, I mean, I don't even know why you girls bother at this point. Like, y'all know what time it is. Oh Lord, what's going on with her? Y'all know it's a real Barb holiday. First of all, Nicki Minaj has been gone for a little bit, guys, because she had her baby. Her dad died on Valentine's Day, if you all remember. She just had a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. And Nikki posted. Friday, just out the blue, she just started posting Friday. She started doing donuts in the G Wagon with mm-hmm. Kenneth. And it was a great time. And then they went live. Nikki went live on Thursday. What did she say in her live? On live, she went Thursday and she announced to us that she re released Beam Me Up Scotty on all streaming platforms. Now, if you're a Nikki fan at all, you don't even have to be a Nikki fan. If you know Nikki Minaj, mm-hmm. you know Beam Me Up Scotty. Beat Me Up, Scotty, is that mixtape. You know, every every artist has that mixtape, that mixtape that does it for them. That's the one. Oh, that's, so that's like, the one? That's the one for Nikki. That's uh, the Itty Bitty Piggy, the oh, I really? Go Hard. That's the, it was some other shit on there that I don't think got cleared. I think Freaky Girl was on there. Um, Just all of, like, those old Nikki, like, you think of mixtape Nikki, it's on Beat Me Up, Scotty, for sure. Ah. Um, And on top of that, we got an extra treat. Her and Drake. Went live together. That was nice. That was cute. It was beautiful to see. Um, because if you, first of all, I'm I'm not just a barb. I'm like a student of YMCMB. Oh, wow. I am. When when did you graduate? I've been that since like 2010. Well, like, So have you graduated from the... Been, been. I'm like getting my master's in dissertation. Oh, oh okay. Like, call me Dr. Dr. Damio, which is YMCMB. Girl. Because Continue. Cause it's like... It's it's Wayne, it's Nikki, and it's Drake, and that's it. That's all that matters. Oh, I thought um Tiger was part of it. Yes, but we don't. Again, I'm talking about the big three. Oh, Wayne, okay. Nikki, and Drake, and they blessed us with a song. The three of them. Which they is, did. Yes, it's on the mixtape. Really? Yes, yeah, is it an old song or no? It's a new. So on the mixtape, she oh, added really? three new songs. Is it good? It's amazing. It's like, it's really like, you can tell that they're back fly. Like, all three of them are back on one accord. Because, yeah, because I feel like before when they were making songs, it sounded like, oh, let's just get together. Right, right, right. But you could tell they're back family. That's good. Like, they are back family. I'm happy to hear that. She too, she was on her little break, you know, from motherhood. I just want to tell all y'all fake ass Nicki Minaj bandwagon ass fans, like, It's cool that y'all want to be part of the money team, but I really want y'all to apologize for how y'all were speaking on the queen's name, especially over Cardi B of all people. I cannot forget how y'all dragged my queen through the mud when when Nicki when Cardi rolled up on her at the Vanity Fair after party. I can't. I will never forget how y'all called her Mm -hmm. all type of name. Said Nicki was done. Said this, this, that, and the other. It is a little personal. Damn. It is because at that time we were so judged for being barbs. We was judged for loving the best rapper, the mm-hmm. best. Who else? What wow. is the status quo if not Nicki Minaj? Really? So I just want to say, 
So is she y'all. coming out with new music? Eventually. Okay. She, I think she, she was working on an album, no? Yeah, she be say, she said that shit all the time. Nikki just be lying. I'm always working on an album. Mm-hmm. Nikki always working on... Also, Nikki and Rihanna followed each other again. So did they have, did they have a fight? They had a fallout. So a lot of people don't know this. Nikki and Rihanna used to live together. I did not know that. I think I recently said I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, they used to live together back in 2011. Baby, I've been about this. Okay. Underground <laughs> media. They lived together. Mm-hmm. That's when they did fly and all those other shit. Um, and they had a fallout. Like You know what the fallout fallout? I have I think the fallout happened around the time because you know Katy Perry and Rihanna used to be best friends. They sure did. I think it was around that time mm-hmm. is when the fallout happened. I think that Katy and Nikki had something something happened in that Because Rihanna and Katy, I don't think they're they're not as close I don't think they're anymore. as close anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, so the fallout happened. I think that that happened, and you know, it was the Nikki hate train. And now it seems that they have rekindled. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever the issue was has been resolved. So, Damn. yay. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy that I the world like loves hear... Nikki again. Damn, wait, we're waiting for Rihanna to give us something. we still waiting on Drake album. You said Certified Drake. Lover Boy. What happened to Certified Lover Boy? Oh. Because that was supposed to come out in January. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for R9. Rihanna to drop Girl, something. you still waiting. At this point, we just, when that come out. I know, right? It's like, just know that makeup line finna come out. You okay. fancy finna come Savage out. Savage finna come out. Fancy finna come out. Okay, but uh, music. Well, maybe she surprised us for 2022. Good luck. Anyway, okay. Now, this is Major T. Okay, what's going on? This is Major T. This is, this is Major T. So, y'all know we love reality TV. And we watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. Again, this is Major T. Okay. So, Portia. Portia Williams. Hosea, Hosea Williams' granddaughter? Okay. Portia Williams, the activist. Portia Luther King? The advocate. The same Portia that was fighting for the, the justice of Breonna for Taylor? human rights. Okay. Wow. The black fighter. <laughs> the one that says black female lives matter? Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, so, if you do watch the show... um, a new person was introduced to the show. Her name is Fallon, and she was introduced as Portia's friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she was only she had a few cameos. She didn't really. She wasn't really a staple character. Mm-hmm. Fast forward now till today, is is they said that Portia is now engaged. No, Portia said and posted that she is engaged to Fallon's now ex husband. Fallon and her ex husband they just filed for divorce. I think they said it in January, mm-hmm. not too long ago. And Portia gave the tea and she said, you know, me and Felon, we are not friends. Me and Simon, we are together. We've been together for a month. Okay. And we fell in love. And um, I'm just tuning out all the negativity and I cannot wait to spend the rest of our lives together. Mm. Love wins. Love wins. Backstory. Simon and Portia's baby daddy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Dennis. Dennis are actually friends. Mm-hmm. Business partner. Okay, from being in the same industry, restaurants, food, blah, blah, blah. So that's how Portia and Fallon actually met. Like, mm-hmm. our men, our friends, they're mm-hmm. business partners. Okay, They was the trophy wives that was supposed to key key right. while the Let's men were like, closing the business Okay, deal. and we like, and Fallon did, in the interview, Fallon did say that, I like Portia. Mm-hmm. She's real. We have fun together. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But for now, for Portia to be engaged to my husband, to Fallon, her ex-husband, and then she actually posted pictures, you know, on Mother's Day, too. 
Of all days. Of on all days. Now, you know what? That's some cold shit because Fallon is a mother too. Is she? Yeah, she got kids. She got like three kids. With him? I don't think it's with him, but I think it's a previous relationship. Anyway, Portia posted pictures of y'all Mother's Day like with her hand on Simon and then Dennis to the left and they're all laughing like they're one big happy blended family. I think it's quite awkward. It's so soon to be like, I'm happy with y'all, you know, for y'all being together. Uh, but I just think it's just so dirty. I think that Portia Williams has proven to be disgusting. Damn. And I'm just going to say that with my chest. Because as a lady, as a woman, there's a way that you carry yourself. And even if you were going to go about dating this man that you don't need to date, the way that she went about it was tacky. Portia dated and had sex with so many damn men that we don't know. Why did you feel the need to make this post about this man? Why? And then it's like, you guys have been together for just one month. I would oh, res- I wouldn't even say I respect him more, but I think I'll be like, okay, if let's say it's been like a relationship of a year, you know, like, okay, you know what? They've got, you know, they've managed to a even year. Even like four or five months, I wouldn't four, even like. Yeah, like, okay, you know what? You know, I guess this is for real. They're yeah, really feeling like, each oh, other. We tried, we was dating. For, we've been together for one month. So in my head, I'm thinking, no, y'all have been messing around with each other before this one month. You guys have been texting on the side before this one month. You got to be, for y'all to be engaged. And another T. You know, Simon, first of all, he's worth $40 million. So he's a, and he's Nigerian, okay? That's not that's he, He's Nigerian, worth $40 million. Some girl that he used to date or dated for a little while, oh, she man. was on social media saying, wow, Simon moves pretty fast. Because if you're saying y'all dated, y'all basically for a month, we were low-key going out, you know, within that little month. And sure. she posted a picture of... And of him, of her in the car. The Ferrari. Okay, of his jacket, this and that. I just think it's just it's just so tacky. For me, it's like, I think it's just for the money. It's like, why you put yourself in this type of drama, Portia? It's for the money. Honestly, because even when she first posted the Mother's Day picture, I noticed. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, the Simon and them weren't even on the show that long for me to put it together. It wasn't until I started going through the comments later people that like, people what? were like, what is that Simon child? That's some shit that you should have let come out on some YouTube blog site where they put it together and then you address it. Did you have to post a picture? She, what? As you said, she wanted it for the attention. Yeah, for her to be the one to post it like that, I just felt like... And then I just feel like it's messy all around. Like people, it like even for her to be like, "Oh, well, me and Fallon aren't friends," but I still think it's messy to deal with your baby daddy's business partner. It is very messy. It, it's just very messy, and it's bogus. She um, she was introduced on the show as your friend, and quite frankly, they was on the show making it seem like Portia and Dennis might like be Get trying to together. rekindle something or like he was courting her or something. So the fact that she's trying to paint this narrative like, oh, Dennis is just fine. He supports this. Exactly. Because when she posted a picture, she was like, grown black man being happy and supporting each other. No drama. Oh, JB. It made me feel like maybe Dennis was having sex with animals. Because what type of... I'm going to just sit down and let this happen, like, for real. Maybe like, she got some secret on him. She, she, she got to have something because I feel like it's just intolerant. For me... And I, I just imagine if I had the ego of what I imagine men's ego to yeah. be, I'm like, gee, you're not going to play me like That's this, That's what gee. I'm saying, that it cannot just be one month. And mind you, Dennis was low-key pissed about the whole Bolo situation. Because yeah. he made a post saying he's single. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. He made a post saying he is, because, you know, again on the show, 
a stripper came on the show and right. apparently she fucked the stripper. She did fuck the stripper. Let's just say yeah. you know she did. And you know, she's like, Oh, I'm single, I could do whatever whatever I want. But then then it's supposed to I'm single. Yeah. So obviously he's mad about that. He didn't appreciate it. Okay, so that's I I believe this is more than just a one month thing. Like at least secretly. Do you think it may be a publicity stunt? Because that's been going around. I'm like, Portia, why? Portia don't need this. She don't need, she's already, she's on uh, Ricky Smiley's show, Dish Nation. She's on the the other Watch What Happens Live Dish show. She's on, yeah, exactly. She she is on TV, you know what I mean? Not just for um, the reality TV, but also another show. So it's like, what, you have money. You already been been put on a spotlight for the whole Black Lives Matter thing. You got your hairline, your sheet line. So it's like, I guess to say it could be all this fame is a drug, you know, money is a drug. When you have it, sometimes you just really want more. Portia look like an old hoe to me now. At this point, she is. She she give it, like, even, I ain't gonna lie, even this season of Housewives, it really did give me old hoe vibes, which was weird because they tried to start the season with the whole Portia's an activist, which I feel like now that we think about it was one big-ass troll. So just kind so, of so are you saying that a woman cannot be an activist and also still be a sexual being? I'm saying that pick a brand and stick to it. Because if nobody's so saying can't that you be can't be a multi-faceted woman and pick, just have pick different. a brand, it's mm. different to say like you just do all this shit. Yeah, like a lot of people do a lot of shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Lance Gross is a photographer. Like full like, and people would know that because he brands himself as an actor. I feel like with Cardi B, you know how we know how what Cardi B is, but also she she talks to politicians. She talks about politics. Yeah, like we could see like when she does all this stuff, but we know when she's in her brand. Exactly. Portia really be trying to act like she's not the things that she is. She does. She does. Oh my, I'm so disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted. I was just starting to like Portia. Me too. And then it's like, he's not, Simon is not attractive. But hey, they said, when that money is there, the money's long, everything just look good. <laughs> they said the money long, that's all that need to be. That's it. You know, like she feel like she's set for life. She's going to move into that house too. It's just like, but you're not poor. You're not poor. And I'm, I'm thinking, what is her mother saying? What's her family saying? You can tell her? they don't say nothing. Her mama look like an old hoe, too. Yeah. I mean, like, not like she looks like a hoe, but you could tell her mama is about the is stuff. about that. Yeah. You know, date who, you know, use what you got to get what you want, like. And one thing I'll say that I do not like is, you know, when she say, love wins. And, like, I'm just, you know, doing what makes me happy. You know, you have to. I feel like nowadays, a lot of. On social media, celebrities and just people in general, they use that as a you know as a crutch, as an excuse to do nonsense. Like mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be happy and live my life, but must you do that while hurting somebody else? You can be happy by being happy without hurting anybody else, without causing pain, without doing something so shameful. Yeah, I just think that personal accountability and responsibility does not leave all over happiness. It's not either or. It's like. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, I would probably be happy eating chocolate and ice cream and drinking all day. But, but I'm not for you. ain't finna come steal my stuff. But it's not responsible for me to do that. Yep, you right. You know what I'm saying? It's not advisable. It's not the best for me to do that. I'm like, you don't fuck about your happiness like that. You finna do stupid shit, just talk about you happy. Girl, boom, your daughter gonna grow up and see this. And see all this mess. Oh, Lord Jesus. Well, let's see. Let's see if they last. I don't think they're going to last. It's going to be a whole, a whole nother caption. Well, it didn't work out, but love is Exactly. This. I'm going to keep searching. But we keep searching. pushing. I'm a good mom. Okay. I'm a good. Keep pushing. Ladies, still keep looking for the right man for you. Keep your crown up. Girl. Ladies love talking about crowns. Right. Keep your crown up. Ah. 
But you know, since we kind of talking about this, there was a conversation on social media that kind of erupted. Um, it, it kind of was re-brought back up from a TikTok user, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a TikTok user that um, kind of commented on people saying that marriage is a piece of paper. Hmm. And her feedback about it or her clapback about it was like, if marriage is a piece of paper, then so is your deed. So is your birth certificate. So is your title to your car. So is money and your paycheck. Yeah. All of these things are represented by paper, but hold value in your life. Yeah. Um, which is essentially what she was trying to say that, you know, all these things. But with that being said, you know, I do understand when people say marriage is a contract. I would never say that marriage is a piece of paper, but to me, marriage is a contract. I agree. I do think, yeah, I think parts of it definitely is a contract. Um, you know, people say, you know, the same thing that you can have in a marriage is the same thing you could have by just being life partners, right? You can't, though. But that's what people say. You know, like, you know, we could be together, like, a lot of men even say, and nowadays women say, too, like, we already live together. We already have kids together. You know, we already have this house together. Why do we need to get married? What What is the ring going to do? What is the signing of paper going to do? What is the whole ceremony going to do? Is it going to change anything within the relationship? emotionally, no. Mm-hmm. But contractually, but I, think yes. I think even emotionally, it can. You know, just like how... Oh, yeah. Think about situationships, mm-hmm. right? You're in a situationship. You're doing the same thing the guy say, oh, it's a relationship. But when you are in a relationship, you feel different. That's a fact. You feel you secure. Feel, you feel like you do feel I'm a in a relationship. More you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's like... I'm not going to be in a situation for the rest of my life. No, I'm back. And I think, you know, marriage is, I, I, I see more than a paper. I see it as like a spiritual thing too. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, because even like in the, you know, the holy books in the Bible and the Quran, it doesn't say, oh, with your man or with your boyfriend. It says husband. <laughs> she said it don't say with it's, your you know, man. You know what I mean? Like all the no, scriptures, it says, um, you know, a man will leave his home with his family to go be one with his wife. You know, yeah. it specifically says those certain words, you know, like husbands, love your yeah. wife. You know what I mean? Wife, love your husband or be submissive, submissive to your husband. It says those specific words. Yeah. It doesn't just say boyfriend, boyfriend or partner or somebody you like or you're just having sex with. So I, I think it's pretty heavy. And yeah, with, with the contract, with the signing of that documentation, we are bind for yeah. life. You know? I mean, just look at this Bill Gates and Melinda. Yeah, for me, I just that's one thing I'm not going to play with. I'm not going to sit here and build a life with you and there's nothing, there's no solid foundation other than our word and our thoughts and yeah. our feelings because all that shit changed. Like, yeah. that's literally how divorces happen because one day we were in love and one day we were not. And I just think people have really become emotionally lazy, you know, so mm. it's it's so easy to be like, well, at least we're not married. We're going to, you know, go our separate ways. It's a cop-out. It's, it's a cop-out. It's a cop-out. Because, you know, any relationship, whether you're married or even just friendship, is not easy, right? It's going to be ups and downs. Um, but people are just like, oh, you know, we're not married anyway, so deuces, peace, but it's... Hmm. You know, and then that's why all even and then now people don't even respect the the you know what marriages you know because now fifty percent of marriages get end up being divorced. And it, to me, it's just also like I, I just think that kind of, that like you have to decide what marriage means to you. you exactly. Know what I mean? Like I think you really do have to decide what marriage means to you because it's like. Okay, for another thing, like, you know, Erica got me watching the show Ready to Love. Mm. Um, And in one of the episodes, they talked about privacy in a marriage and about, you know, if we're married, 
and we're one, you can, you know, I should know all your passwords and I should be able to go through your phone yeah. and do this, that, and the other. And um, I was talking about that with somebody and we just kind of were like, I don't know. I, What's your stance on that? I think that you can have my phone password just in case you ever had to get into my phone. Yeah. But you don't need my email password and like shit like mm. that. That's weird to me. My bank password. So why, what makes that weird? Because I feel like I used to have personal business affairs. Yeah. And part of, to me, what marriage is built on is trust. Yeah. So it's like, it's not the supervision of you having access to look whenever you want. But yeah. To me, it's that I do have autonomy over my own things. Yeah. And you trust me to be open and vulnerable with you about those things. But since trust is there... He could have your, your email password. Now, it doesn't mean he's checking your email, but trust is already there. So, hey, you can have it and see it. For me, it's just like... So, I trust don't should think, go both ways in that me, way. I don't feel that. So, I that feel means like, the trust is just no, one No, because I feel like there's things that's just like... What for things? like my own personal business shit, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you may not need to know that. Like, right? Like, as a, you know, let's say, even now, we have cross-culture, mm-hmm. right? And when we get married... Our husbands is not going to have in stake in cross-culture. Yeah. This is our thing. Yeah. So it's like the stuff that we may have cross-culture business, my husband don't need to necessarily yeah. know that. Like if I decide to share certain things yeah. with him, I'm going to share it with him that's because that's my Because this is already a marriage that we you got know going on, right? <laughs> <laughs> but besides any other business, but your own personal email, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, but I, I know. think but that's also where when you say marriage has to be what you truly want it to be or what you define it to be mm-hmm. and it just shows how much mistrust and fear that we all individually have for people and mm-hmm. you know that's why it's like well you know you you shouldn't have my email or well this and that whatever because you're fearful you don't 100 trust that well if he has my email he may use it against me or he may see something i don't want him to see because now yes naturally there's not i don't believe you have to tell every, you know your partner every mm-hmm. single thing you know certain things that and even when we're by ourselves in the house, it's certain things that we do differently. Like, no one's here yeah. watching me. I probably pick my nose. I probably fart. I probably dance. or so just do weird stuff that even if my husband's here, I would not do it in front of him. Right. You know, because, you know, you're just completely you by yourself. So I get it. But I just also think, now, with that situation with the show, I, I agree with the guy. I think that it's nothing wrong with, you know... Your partner having knowing your passwords, you know. Mm. Now, is that something I'm going to personally do? I don't know. Maybe when I get there, I'll see. But you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But it goes both sides in the sense that I trust you to give me my passwords. You know, especially in case of emergency, whatever. I but I also phone. trust you that you're not going to be looking and snooping in my things. Snooping through my stuff, exactly. Because there's know. no reason why you should check my email besides there being a necessity. You know what I mean? Right. Like if there was ever a reason that you need to look up something. Let me give you an example. Um. It was on Twitter. You know how people post their relationship things. And this guy, he mentioned how, um, you know, he's the breadwinner of the family. He takes care of the wife. You know, he gives her money, this and that, whatever, whatever. And, you know, it just so happened, I think, on her, he used her computer and her email was left open. Mm. And he was seeing, you know, when you get, um, when your phone is attached to your um, computer. Mm. So he was just seeing messages coming in. And he saw messages from her dad and ended up just going through her email because he was opened up. So what happened? She's making more money than she told him that she's making. She's actually building a house. She found She's building a house. Her dad are building a house, right? Yes. She's acting like, I don't have any money. You're the husband, so give me all this money, yes. whatever. But she's building a house. She has a lot of money. You know, like, she's actually she actually makes more money than he does. So she's oh super rich. And this is like, 
but I'm your husband and we're supposed to have this she trust dirty. and we're supposed to grow together, yeah. right? And it's like, damn. And it's like, and you know, he's like, how do I even move forward? Yeah, do I no, file that's for a divorce? Hell yeah, you file for divorce. You can't but, trust that bitch. So do you, so is that something not forgivable at all? That's unforgivable because like that's a different level. It of is betrayal. scary. That's yeah. betrayal. You know what I'm saying? That's betrayal. Yeah. Because it's like, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if he straight asks me, I think it'd just be weird because like, I think that for me, I believe that once we're married, everything moving forward can be, we can build together because we're now from, we're one at this point. So, right. So do you really believe in that faith, in that, that term that once we are married, we are one? To become one, yeah, that you you are you become one, and what does that mean? To I, what level? I think that yeah, because like that that it is like levels, right? Because it's like there are certain things that I'm, you know, I feel like especially at this age, I'm established to a certain degree, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's not like I'm seven twenty three and I'm coming and I ain't did shit in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's say one is, you know, we're established, and there's gonna be certain things that I have done for myself, I have for myself. That is me, you know, like being my own businesses, my own whatever ventures. Yeah. I think that that can remain my shit. Like, yeah. however I handled it before you, I should be able to have that. Yeah. But I think that, like, now moving forward, if there's like a new business venture that I have, because you're my husband, I should talk to you about that because my money and how I how I invest my money is now something that affects both of do, us. Do you think your husband should know how much you have saved up, how much you have in your account? I think he may have a gist, no, like a gist of it, but I don't think I'm gonna. I, you know, let's mm. let's say I have, yeah. let's say I have about you know thirty five thousand. I believe 35. there should be a joint account, and I believe we should have separate accounts. Like there I should agree. be one, yeah, for, uh, like our joint one, and then we should have our own. Yeah, but you know, as couples, you guys should tell each other what you guys make. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Not, I think that we should be transparent about what everyone makes. Whatever you know, what I'm saying like chill, because that's just that's family planning to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, if we trying to buy a home, eventually I'm going to have to know this shit. Well, yeah. not like, you know, that's family planning. But I agree. Um, I don't know. Just it's like, it's so weird to me for somebody to be like, yo, let me get the password to your email. I'll be like, what the fuck are you? Like, right. It's like, for what reason? Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe if it comes up in a context that makes sense, where yeah. it's like, Maybe I'm out of town and it's like, oh, babe, I cannot find the receipt to what's it ever. And I know you have a copy in your email. Yeah. But that, it wouldn't be an issue for you to send it to him then yeah. in that situation. It's if not it's, like you'd be fearful, like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, hold on. Let me forward. Like, I would just be like, oh, here it is. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. And if you have it, I guess now you have my email. Yeah. I, I guess also another thing when people say, you know, don't share, like, your, like your, your phone. So do you think partners should be able to go through each other's phones? I feel like that's to me. I feel like once you got to start doing all of that, it's weird. Like mm-hmm. I'm going through your phone. Yeah. It's one thing if we sitting there and I just don't happen to look at your phone and you looking at my phone or yeah. whatever, or if I pick it up and I'm looking for something like a number or something. Yeah. But I, that's so weird to yeah. me to be like, let me see who you be texting. Cause that is, that's what you're cussing. Now you're cussing problems to be in a relationship yeah you know, and people say that you end up gonna find something that you don't want that you're not supposed to find I'm you don't want to find you know um because it could be things from you know you know how text messages are saved from years and it could be things from the past that you have with somebody else that they see and it could now start up some some shit like damn and you know what i'm learning to be realistic about people you you might play with somebody or have a relationship with somebody that's like I know the limitations in this relationship, and maybe to the outside eye, it may look inappropriate. Yeah. 
Just depending on what the language is. Yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, this might, you know, like like the whole work husband work wife thing. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, you might have like a certain like, you know, like I would say like my my current work husband calls me all the time. Yeah. Like literally just all the time, mm-hmm. just for no reason. And if I was with like this, you know, a guy, he he may be like, oh, who the hell is this or yeah. what's going on? And it's just like, no, there's nothing here. I just also think that. Unfortunately, the way how we have evolved as humans and just, you know, just life in general, um, you really can't trust people, you know, because I always say that people change, Mm -hmm. you know, just like Melinda and Bill Gates. I'm sure with them getting divorced, they never saw the divorce coming, Mm -hmm. at least to age 65, you know, you know, and then the person you marry at age of 20 is not the same person you are married to at the age of 40 because we all change. We evolve, you know. We're not going to be the same people five years from now. Right. You know, but our back account's going to change. That may change our behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Our life experience will change us. You know, whether we change for the better or the worse, that's an individual that's decision. Personal. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but because how human beings are in general, human beings, I always say human beings will be human beings. Like, you know, people always, and people that who hurt you the most are the ones that are closest to you because right. they know how to hurt you. So for me, with that being said, I believe in prenup. I ain't against a prenup. Yeah. Of, of course, it's a little bit salty. If, you know, you're getting married and your husband is like, babe, I need you to, I need you to sign this because it's like, are you saying you I think I'm marrying you for your money? But in my head, I'm like, well, shit, I'm trying to be think, rich too. I think so, it's hey. prenup. People always think prenup is just to protect rich people for money. Mm-hmm. But prenup is literally just like, in. to me, I think of it more of like, in the plan of what we plan to do. Because mm-hmm. it's like, let's have it explicit, right? Like, let's not let... Um, leave some of those things to common law marriage. Yeah. For example, if you're with somebody maybe five, six years, and, you know, five, six years in marriage may seem like a short amount of time, but in relationship in the in it, it's yeah. a hell of a long time. And common law might not automatically guarantee you half of everything. Yeah. But let's say y'all, within that time, year one, y'all built, like, a event planning company, and now that shit's, like, six figures or whatever. So, like, now I'm going to be fighting back and forth with you when we could have just, in a prenup, talked about, hey, yeah. well, a business that we start, we we split this way yeah. or whatever, whatever. Like, I feel like people got to be more open-minded about what the prenup cap, uh, like yeah. captures and covers. I agree. Prenup is definitely, it's a detailed contract. It's not just about, oh, you know, we divorce, you can't have my money. But it's down to the fact that, you know what, if we divorce because you cheated on me, I'm going to have this certain amount yes. for this certain period of time, right? Or you can only, and if we do divorce, you only have access to what we've made together exactly. while in the relationship, but you can't touch anything I've had prior to the relationship. Yeah. Like, so it, it's, it's, I feel like it's a, it's a major thing. It's not as, it's not just a, I know some people get really insulted because they feel like, well, are you saying I'm marrying you for your money? I'm trying to steal your money. I get it, but because I, I, for me, I would have a man sign a prenup. Because I know I'll I'm probably do a prenup right now at this place that I'm at. Because even just with little stuff like credit score, student loans, student, you know, like let's talk about that in prenup right now. Hey, in the event that we are looking for a home mm-hmm. and your your student loans hold us back, can we put the house in my name and I keep the house? Yikes! That's a that's a Ooh. prenup thing. Yeah, that's some deep. Whoa, yeah. like. And that's the thing with marriage, with it being a deep contract, because when you do marry someone, their debt becomes your debt, too. Mm-hmm. Like, your student loans, you know, you file taxes together, you know. when Even your house. One thing I would say that when you marry someone, make sure both of your names are on the house. Yes. I'm not doing... 
if you know i'm not when i get married i'm not gonna do like oh my husband was one that just signed a deed nah, no if i live I mean, there and i pay bills there we Listen, own that even if i don't pay bills and i'm a housewife my name is gonna be on that paper to yeah. the house because it's, then again you know you just you just never know you i think overall we all just want to protect ourselves we all want to be protected. And I think that's why many people gear away, you know, from marriage. Because yeah. it's like you feel like you're fully exposed. You're right. fully vulnerable. You're open to danger, open to hurt, you know. Um, and I think it's just easier to feel protected by not getting married. Because it's like mm. if we separate, well, we could just go our jolly or good ways. And I just oh, think people have not seen good examples of relationships, you know? Right. And something that doesn't end up in turmoil. Exactly. Like, you've not seen good example of relationship. Like, your parents have been divorced multiple times. So, to you, you're not going to take marriage as, as, as a serious thing because right. you saw the way people treated it. It's like, oh, you know, we get married. It's like people get married for fun. Just to say they did. Just to say, yeah. Just to say they uh-uh. did. I want to get married one time. That's it. It's up and stuck. It's stuck forever, boy. Even we if we fight, we're going to fight to the end and like, figure it go out. Go to your corner of the room, I'll go to my corner. Okay, and, and we, we come back. But. Exactly. I don't know. You know, I think certain things we'll understand better when we do get to that stage as well. You know? One Maybe. of us will soon be the wife correspondent. Amen. Shit, both of us will Amen. be the wife correspondent. Both of us will be everything by God's grace. And Maybe one day mm-hmm. we should even interview a married um, a couple and just to see their mindset. You True. Know? Any of our couple listeners. Right. Y'all want to be interviewed. Married couple listeners. Not, oh, yeah. Not no. y'all longevity. <laughs> <laughs> longevity. Not y'all niggas. No, like we've been together since high school. We, you know, we sweethearts and stuff. Nah, nah, nah. We looking for papers. For papers. Okay. So let's go on to our next segment of the show. That was a great little talk about mm-hmm. marriage and shit. But let's talk about something that really is funny to me, right? So, Erica, one thing that we know with this podcast shit is that social media is very important. Yes. And, you know, I'll say that one thing I struggle with with this social media stuff is that I just cannot, no matter what I do, gain enough traction for people to follow me, to get these followers Ah. up. For real. I feel like I've literally been stuck at, what am I, like in the 1500s for Mm -hmm. like three years. Um, and I think that Audrey Nicole Francis Squeeney felt the same Francis way. Squeeney. Vance, Francis Squeeney. Francis Francis If I'm saying your name wrong, I'm sorry, but you a goofy anyway. So let's talk about Audrey Nicole. But before we talk about Audrey Nicole, let's give it a drop. Analodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Oh Lord, oh, Goof ass. <laughs> so, Audrey Nicole Francis Queenie is a 28-year-old woman who posed as a student and stuck into high school in Hialeah to try to promote her Instagram page. Um, How old is she again? 28 years old. Wow. According to an arrest report, Francis Queenie was able to blend in with students by wearing a backpack carrying a skateboard, and dressing similar to them. Once she was inside the school, Francis Sweeney approached numerous students and gave them printed-out pamphlets with her Instagram name on it and asked them to follow her. She then was using her phone to record herself wandering the hallways. 
Security guards found her wandering the school halls and confronted her, and she told them she was looking for the registration office. But instead of going to the registration office, she continued to walk through the halls, stop students, and pass out these pamphlets. Um, Needless to say, police said that they were able to use her Instagram account to actually find her, where she was, you know, arrested at her home in North Miami. She is actually being held on a $2,000 bond. So, wow. Even the fact that she was passing out pamphlets, like, follow me on IG. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. That is so shameful. So that's like our itch. We should not say, okay, because you want followers to grow. I'm a little ashamed as a millennial. This is not of us. That is, this is, that's, that's weird. It's giving baby boomer. It's so weird. It's giving Gen Z. Because then I'm like, she'd probably go to the extent of having a high school boyfriend. She would. She would have like a a, yeah. a, a popular relationship so that she can be that bitch. And doing stuff with the, the young boy. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's creepy. That it's, is absolutely scary. Like the fact creepy. that she went to a high school. Like, why you ain't even go to a college? Why did you I, go to a I high school? I thought okay, maybe college. Like, all right, cool. You know, try and fake it over there. No, she straight went to a high school. That is a shame. People will do anything for clout. And if that don't show you right. that social media is a drug. And it's like, okay, is it so maybe she's trying to make money on Instagram too. It's social media is a drug. It is honey. a drug. Because Just that's essentially what it is. She needs followers. more followers so that she can get more promotions. So she like it, it's about money. Yeah. That's and, and I even think even besides the money, as you said, it's just a drug. It's, it's a drug. So just to see that, to be able to say, oh, yeah, because that's something I noticed. People have pride in saying, Especially if you're not using it for business, whatever. Yeah. But people have pride in saying, oh, I got 20K followers. Right. But then you, you Scott, you're sleeping on people's, my, uh, yeah. on people's couch. You don't got nothing in your life but followers. Exactly. But followers. You have nothing of your own but followers. Like, it's just sad. Like, I would have never thought 10 years ago when I was creating my Twitter and my Instagram and all these things mm-hmm. that this is what people would do just to be on there, just to be part. Like, it wasn't like this on MySpace. Mm-mm. Like we didn't treat social media like this when we first had it. It was just fun. It was just something to talk to people, just to see people. It wasn't something that I would go and sneak into a high school building. That's ain't that like a storyline for a white movie? I it is. It actually is. Watch, it's gonna be on Netflix soon. I'm telling you, like that shit is really, really creepy. It is creepy. That's I'm glad. I'm glad that they got they caught her on time. I'm glad they did. Anyway. Well, our next on the list, our Care for the Culture. So, you guys, our Care for the Culture this week is coming from Nijah himself. His name is John Amanam. John is a former special effects artist and a sculptor, hailing all the way from Uyo City in southern Nigeria. Um, What Ananam or John, has mm-hmm. been able to do is that he has been able to design and pioneer a line of black prosthetics, including hands, legs, fingers, toes, and ears. Um, John started doing this work in prosthetic design after his brother lost part of his hand in an accident. His family quickly learned that dark-skinned prosthesis, pro- prosthesis, the plastic stuff mm-hmm. uh, is not available in Nigeria. Um, and if you know, maybe we'll share this on the page, but you guys really got to see how realistic this looks. It looks so real. It, it looks amazing. I don't know if I've ever told you guys the story on here about how I pulled this girl's prosthetic leg off when I was a kid. 
Have I? Damn. From the look on Erica's face, maybe I have not I've shared. I've never even heard it. Really? No. When I was about six years old, um, there was a little girl. This was my aunt's niece. Mm-hmm. And we was playing it on the stairs. Like, tag, you're it. And, you know, kids running up the stairs, woo, 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 whatever. And I had, like, grabbed her by the leg and she was trying to go up the stairs for, like, tag. You know what I'm saying? To be like, tag, you're it. But, honey, her leg was in my hand and she was at the top of the stairs. Did you freak out? A little bit. Wow. Because I was like... I also outed her because nobody knew that she had a prosthetic leg. Like her, look at her using the term outed her because I did. I outed, outed, I outed her because her aunt, like my my aunt, which is her aunt, had no idea that she had a prosthetic leg. It was like a family secret they was keeping because oh. I guess she was born missing a limb. Yeah, and you know Nigerians, they just and how how how, how so if I was like seven, she was probably like five. Oh. She was a little younger. What was her reaction? Oh my god, this one made it worse. She was like. Because her mom came out, too. She was like, Mommy, she took off my leg. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. Child, I was holding that leg and in my hand for it? a little bit. Because it was just a shock. Like, uh, Do I put it back in? Like, Exactly. Like, <laughs> why? And my, she had on stockings. So it just was so weird. It was like, damn, y'all really was like fake as hell with this leg. Because it just. It just was, it was a lot. Did the mama say anything? She was just like, oh, it's, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I was freaking out. And she was like, it's okay, hon. Like, let's just go put her leg back on. Let's go put it back on. Child. Oh, Lord. Uh, my auntie called my mama like, girl, Dami just revealed a family secret. Uh, because I didn't, I know she had damn. a fake leg. But, you know, it just shows how important those things are. You yes, know, imagine, yes. uh, you know, you missing a limb or whatever and the you know, the replacement is a white arm. And it was. It was plastic. So, like, she had to cover it up a the lot. Stockings. And it's, they it's, tend to wear stockings yes, or they end up painting it themselves. Painting it or something. Yeah. So, it's like, come to think of it, I think it was like, oh, come to think of it, she never really showed her legs. Like, yeah. she always was wearing something. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that this is, it just helps normalize a lot of things. It does. As yeah. black people, there's a lot of stuff that isn't, like, made for our complexion or our yeah. features at all. At all. Especially and, in the medical field. Yeah. Even as simple as Band-Aids. Yes. I never knew that Band-Aids were the color they were because they were supposed to be flesh-colored. I just thought that they really? were just Band-Aids. Yeah, they're supposed to, like, that's why they're that beige color. It's a, it's supposed to be, like, flesh-colored. But as we all know, only a certain demographic of people are that color. It reminds me of um, ballerinas and, like, their, their shoes. Yeah. I didn't know that the black ballerinas, they actually have to paint their, uh, their shoes mm-hmm. with foundation, with makeup. Because they all come in that pale white color. Yep. So they have to paint it brown to match their skin tone. Yep. And it's like they're using expensive makeup. Maybe right. expensive is expensive. Like $50 foundation. foundation. Exactly. They have to use almost a whole bottle, if not a whole, for both of the shoes. And it's just like, that. that's something so, you know, it's so basic. You think it's so basic, but it's, we really don't have. It's just part of the erasure of black people. Like, if you don't have to make, if you just like act like we're not there you don't have to make things exactly. to include us exactly oh ridiculous ridiculous but yeah anything else that we are missing no i think this is that segment of the show where i think you usually give a quote give a quote man it is nice i just want to say it's nice to be back it is nice to be back i'm like wow i really missed i, I really That's did nice. miss. oh you know what we didn't do what we didn't clap for nobody oh damn Shout out to John. 
That's <laughs> no, but shout out for real. Um, but I just want to say it is really, really nice to be back. It's nice to just hear my voice, and I'm like, it's, it's nice, nice to have you back. Thank you, thank you. It's nice to be back. It definitely is. It's just to do this again, and um, I'm hopeful that you know, by God's grace, you know, this time next year we ready to celebrate, and um, this podcast will be way bigger. Um, during my high, you know, during my pregnancy, with me being transparent, I was fearful you know of the unknown of like oh i'm pregnant what am i gonna do because obviously i ain't married you know mm-hmm. but it's just like you know i'm pregnant and um what is the next step gonna look like and mm-hmm. just being a mom to a whole human being mm-hmm. like i'm literally responsible for like a human being like mm-hmm. for his the life. rest of his life not even just oh right now because he a baby but like even when we think about our parents you know how they still worry of us you know how they say why are you not calling this and that because that is just never going to go away. Exactly. So me being pregnant, not being a mom, it honestly made me appreciate my mom way more. Now I get her a little bit more. And um, one thing that stood out to me was just fear. Um, and just how fear it really is. It, can, it really is a, a crippling experience crushing, a success stalling inhibitor inflicted only by yourself mm-hmm. this is something that we really you know this yeah people may add to it but it's something that if you really dwell in being fearful if you really dwell on that fear it takes away so much from you mm-hmm. you know um so my quote is fear is a self-imposed prison that will keep you from becoming what god intends for you to be you must move against it with the weapons of faith and love and i think faith and love has just been the biggest things you know love from god love from everybody and just having faith that Things will work out. And now that I have it, I'm like, oh, well, why was I scared? Like, it's not even, it's not even that bad at all. It's mm-hmm. not it's actually not bad at all, you know. Um, it's actually pretty good, you know. And I'm just, I have faith that, you know, everything will work out well as a mom, as business partners, with a podcast, and just for the rest of our lives, things will just, it is what it is. And what is ours will be great, that for sure. So, y'all, keep listening to us, okay? Keep supporting. We're going to be here forever. Forever. Okay. And this is cross culture. Oh, damn, I stay doing <laughs> Peace. Peace. Pussy like girls, damn, is my pussy gay? It's a holiday, play with my pussy day. Pussy this, pussy that, pussy taken. Pussy ride dick like she a Jamaican. Pussy stay warm, pussy on vacation. You lose bitches, need a pussy renovation. You you, you can eat it with a pussy reservation. Pussy about to get a standing ovation. Clap, clap, clap for this pussy nigga. But I can't get this pussy to a pussy nigga. Aw, oh, man, slow down. I'ma give you something that you can hold down. But I can't give you head, I'm too ill for that. I'ma make a movie still. Kill Bill for that Cause what the fuck This ain't Chanel nigga Custom down What the fuck I ain't smoking hot Bust me down You the same clown nigga That was running me down Now you all up in the stores Cause you wanted me down I said rule number one To be a boss ass bitch Never let a clown nigga Try to play you If he play you Then rule number two Fuck his best friends Then make him yes men And get a dick pic And then you press send And send a red heart And send a kissy face And tell him that his friends Love how your pussy tastes And that's rule three I'm the school T My wrist look like I am a jewel thief, but that's just cause I am a boss bitch. Now macaroni cheese and grill my swordfish. Bitch. <laughs>